Hey everybody, Drew here to welcome you to another fantastic episode of Cosmic Crit. We have a couple of things going on. You guys might have noticed we haven't announced a winner for our June fan challenge yet. That's because it's been extended through July. We want all of you guys to submit your soundboard additions, and we want to make sure everybody has a chance to do it. I know we had some folks that were worried about time, and well, you've got it. So send those in because I cannot wait to hear what everybody has to come up with. In addition to that, uh, I would love for everybody to check out something we did on our June live stream, our Patreon live stream. Uh, I GM'd my first ever thing. Uh, I GM'd the crew going through an episode of Henshin, which is an RPG system based on uh, Power Rangers and Super Sentai multicolored fighting teams, and it went really well. You can still find that on our Twitch page, and you can find it at, at our youtube.com slash Cosmic Crit uh, site. Uh, I would love for you guys to check that out, because I'm really proud of how it came out, and uh, I don't know, I think episode two might be coming out before too long, so we will have to see. Speaking of Patreon, I was looking at that the other day, and you guys know what? We are $9 from our next goal. Only $9. That could be one person. That could be nine individual people that push us through that so we can start moving up the ranks of Patreon. It would be awesome if you guys could help us out with that. Check us out at patreon.com slash cosmic crit now this episode has a little bit of a title battle going on of what we need to call this one so i'll be just as surprised as you are till here episode 93 cc's bizarre adventure episode commencing in three two one episode initiated i've got my game master's guide I've got Digital Die, I've got Critty Pride, and Cosmic 2 waiting to start the show, yes I do. In this podcast, I feel safe, no one cares about our Starfinder ways. Welcome back to the show everyone, I am your Gene Patrick, and if you're wondering if I want you to make a will save, then please make a will save to enjoy this upcoming episode. I can't help my feelings, I'll go out of my mind. These player characters have come to get me because they want to whoop my behind. Help me in introducing, by round of podcast applause, your five players and our friends to my right. Why is he so far away from me? I want to melee, and he's way across the sea, remote controlling his drone. It's Tyler, playing Nikithi with Idis. I'm just hiding in a box, playing with a remote controller, Patrick. <laughs> this last fight. To his right, what's with these Aslantes dissing my girl? Why they got a front? It's Rebecca rocking Talara. Hello. Across the digital table, he'll eat his candy with the fermented meat, honey, and beans. It's Miles with the wind. Just don't quote anything from Hurley. <laughs> and to his right, if you want to destroy his chance to trick attack, then don't pull his finger as he walks away. It's Jabert bringing Bumfuzzle. And to my left, when you're born a full-blood Islanti, you don't need no memory. It's Drew running with Cass. Hello. Hey, everyone. How's it going? Uh, Not too bad. How are you doing, buddy? I'm okay. I'm all right. Um. It's it's time for episode ninety three, which is seems uh, an impossible number. Uh, we're not too far into this 
second season, but I feel <laughs> because the, the episode count is so high, we've been we've been doing this for some time, almost two years. Somebody retweeted us this morning and a tweet that is more than 500 days old. Oh yeah, no, that I, I remember that. It was uh <laughs> it was like uh, a book one Dead Sons <laughs> thing. It had to be one of the uh, first big fights in that book too, but uh I think, I think it was a Creon. Yes. Um well let, let's talk about this adventure path, the the weirdness that is Outpost Zed. How are you guys enjoying this section so far? Uh I I'm I'm enjoying it. It it Reminds me of a lot of different types of science fiction uh, settings and shows that I love very much from Babylon 5 and Deep Space Nine. I got a real um, Farscape uh, kind of Farscape. feel just because the aliens are so weird. But I, I love those kind of cultural, those weird hubs, you know, in, mm-hmm. in science fiction. And I think it's been a while since we've really seen a good one. I, I don't know if I hyped this book too much with you all. I, I, I've told some people, you know, GMs have read it and... I mean, I'm including my own adventure path, which is out uh, very soon. <laughs> but uh, this is one of my favorite AP volumes of all time. Uh, Pathfinder, Starfinder, everything. It is so interesting, and it has a lot of moving parts. And there's just there's so much weirdness. I love it. This is what I this is what I wanted from Starfinder uh, when the the game came out. It was exactly this. I mean, th- this is the first place. That is like a has myriad races, but aren't mostly humans, mostly packed worlds. Oh races. yeah, I mean we have you've seen zero humans so far uh, on the station. Um, I feel like the last time that you all as players or as player characters were you know kind of out there doing these kind of alien investigations was book four of. Dead Sons, uh, Jason Keeley's Ruined Clouds, you know, as, as aliens and, and, you know, weirdos like this slug man and, and demon girl, as weird as they are, I'm hoping you guys kind of feel somewhat normal on this space station of even weirder <laughs> creatures, you know? Oh, yeah. Dude, heck yeah. Nikithi was happy just to finally see some bug brethren uh, <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a station. So, Slug man and demon girl coming to NBC this fall. Yeah, Talaro tried really hard not to be all judgmental and stuff, and it totally backfired. So <laughs> I don't know. She's she's pretty much done with these guys. <laughs> Ready to just snap your fingers and, and summon some demons, and, and which is what I expected Talaro to do in the first place. <laughs> um, right. So you guys have beaten back some disease. Uh, Drew avoided <laughs> eating some alien uh, food poison. Let's let's get back into this episode. Let's figure out what's going to happen here on the station. Uh, before we get there, though, tell me what happened last time on Cosmic Crit. After a long wait in the line for food, Kaz narrowly avoids disaster with a clutch culinary choice from Nikithi. After some exquisite culinary monstrosities, we're able to locate Hashishir, who may be able to help us navigate Outpost Zed. But all's not well. Hashashir is suffering from a plethora of maladies from some strange parasitic spider monsters. Wynn finds it difficult to aid his comrades in battle as the only entry is through a small tunnel. Perhaps he should have laid off the meat honey. Talara shimmies through the pipe to help, but she quickly finds herself backed into a corner surrounded by bugs and into HP damage. 
But with the bugs gone, Hashashir can finally rest and try to recover, and then hopefully point us in the direction of the mechanic, Tom Rin. Oh, yes. And we, <laughs> uh, we had a, a bit of a barn burner of a battle last week, and I did not give us our XP total update. You monster! Uh, because I, I did juice up this combat a little bit. Not going to lie, folks, that was a CR6 encounter <laughs> between the five Autios. Um, I want to try, you know, give one to everybody. <laughs> Not everyone got in the hole, though. <laughs> and, you know, I think the the circumstances of that small pipe <laughs> in this AP uh, adds to that as well. So CR6, 2,400 XP. Uh, 600 each, which brings our total to 5,175. Oh, so close. So close. Uh, level four is where we're heading next, and that's 6,000 XP. Yep. Yeah. Very close. Right, can you, guys, can... you know what we have to do? We just have to go out <laughs> to the lobby and start picking <laughs> fights. Just, just start slashing. <laughs> start I did not realize. Uh, business yeah, I, 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 I didn't realize mode. these uh, spiders would be such a good XP farm for us. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I think we can let's go I think change I, the queen. Uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> you guys are obsessed with this queen notion. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was just shocking that there wasn't one. It seemed like there would have been. I don't know. There's always got to be a queen. There's, there's always a bigger bug. Uh, so you all did this favor for Hashachir in this last episode, uh, a male Rykrichi who, um, you know, is this hard-shelled, bipedal, crustacean-like alien. Uh, they, they do exist in the packed world. They're kind of rare there. Um, you've seen many on this station. It seems like maybe they're from this sector of space or there's like colonies of them out here. Yeah, you've never seen one like Hash Hachir before, perhaps in person. He is very sick. He's got this kind of fungal foam coming out of his joints. You see cracks in his shells and, and parts, like layers of it that are flaking away. Um, kind of like a, a pearlescent um, material that is just like cracking off. And yeah, so he's covered in these medicinal smelling black rags. Um, last week, Bumfuzzle, you fixed his voice box so he can speak a little clearer. And um, yeah, you asked him about Talmrin and um, yeah, perhaps helping helping make contact with, with other people here on Outpost Ed. So yeah, after, <laughs> well, <laughs> we, we should uh, wrap up some business last week when you do have to get back through that tunnel. <laughs> uh, you guys can take 10 to push and or pull the bear back through the small tunnel. Uh, you will take 1d6 points of bludgeoning damage, though. Do you want to roll that? Do you want me to, uh, Miles? Uh, I, I guess I will roll it. All right. All right. Uh, three. Yeah, okay, not that bad. All right, so you take a, a little more damage as perhaps Itis is just, like, barreling into your, your behind to uh, pop you out. Yeah, Hosh Hachir kind of uh, ambles to his feet and, and says, I am sorry that I do not know how to reach this Talmrin. I, I, I know of her. She is known here. Uh, and as long as my strength holds out, I, I will help you to translate to, to find her. I, I suggest we head to the marketplace. Uh, I know that some of the merchants there must know how to contact 
Tom Rin. Ah, yes, yes, the market. To the market yeah. we shall go. Perhaps we should rest a while. I think all of us may have had a hard time in that battle, except for me. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was quite fine. <laughs> yes. Uh, and I would not want to push our friend here during his recovery too much. Uh, right. So you guys want to take a 10-minute rest here in the cantina? This weird alien kind of cafeteria? Yeah, I'd really like to sleep for a long time, but 10 minutes will do. Well, that that's up to you. Um, you do you want to go back to the, the ship with um, with your, your new pal, Hashachir? Can, can we convince him of that so that we can maybe start to heal some of his illness, his sickness? Yeah, yeah. You still have the med bay aboard the, the Phoenix's respite. Oh. Yeah, um, we can let him we can let him nap in there. And yeah. we can nap. <laughs> you you can nap as well. Um he uh, if you recall last week did not want to go to your ship because he, you know, if you're docked with the station, he was absolutely certain that these things would follow his trail, you know, follow his scent and, and still um, get to him there and perhaps infest your ship, but he didn't want to see that happen. Hmm. Well, um, since we've taken care of those uh, those nasty little critters, uh, any chance that he's got a little he's a little more uh, willing to rest up properly? Uh, yeah, no. If um, if you guys want to make a diplomacy check to you know convince him, <laughs> you know, lure him back to your van with candy, um, <laughs> please do. And you guys can aid whoever wants to do that. Who's who's our diplomacy maestro? Is this the win? Uh, I think I think it's me. Yeah. Um, I'll right. be happy to do it. How about a charming veneer as well? To learn? Yeah, I was gonna say I can put charming veneer on whoever. So plus one to this. All right. Should I try? Got an aid. Yeah. Uh, well, bumfuzzle's aided. What what are uh, bumfuzzle you and Win saying? Uh, I've got if I have plus one uh, fourteen. <laughs> yeah. What 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 do you, <laughs> what do you actually say out of your mouth? Oh. Um, now that we have taken care of the bugs, I don't think you need to fear them coming to our ship. We would be happy to assist you with some medical help. Yeah, yeah, I got that. If they come around, I'm gonna uh, stick or snap, get them good. Yeah. Yes, we have proven ourselves most worthy in combat with these pests, so you need not worry. I will defend you with my life. Uh, yeah, no, Hash Hachir can see that a couple of you, including Pump Puzzle and Kaz, are just coated in the Audio's sticky ichor. Um, and he's very thankful, uh, more than enough to convince him uh, he is willing to uh, come back and, and get a good night's sleep. And uh, I believe last week he also um, agreed to Nikithi taking a look at uh, him, you know, taking a look at some of his wounds. Um, so yeah, we can do that. You guys head on back to to your ship. Um, Get some sleepy times. Yeah, if you guys if you guys want to rest up, it's a couple hard battles here. Uh, <laughs> it's a, a rough reception, as it were, at Outpost said. Um, Tyler, uh, do does Nikithi need to rest up, or do, do you need to do anything with Idis, or do you want to spend the time kind of looking over your your new patient? Yeah, I think he would rather spend the time trying to provide medical care to uh, to, this, to Hashachir. Um, if this guy is going to, if you know they're going to be helping us out, he wants to make sure that they are fully capable. Okay. All right. Um, let's see here. So you guys can spend that time. Why don't you, um, why don't you give me a medicine check, see if you can aid in his recovery process for... Uh, 
it's a okay. treat disease and oh, you're okay. you're basically i think going up against the dc of um it's a rikrichi shell rot you know <laughs> that old disease that old chestnut uh i mean yeah i can roll and see what i what i know i rolled a 12 and i have a 9 mm-hmm. So that's a 21 altogether. Uh, right. So more than enough, I believe. I think I said last week the DC was a 16. And this is some of the first, you know, uninterrupted sleep that Hasha Cheer has, has gotten in some time as these bugs have been keeping him up. He has to wake up and kind of shoo them away. And it sapped him of his strength. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and roll for his uh, recovery. It, this will take longer than, you know, He's not popping back from this tomorrow, but he could be on his way with your little plus four for. <laughs> oh, no. Come on, Hachachi, do better. I rolled a four on the dice, so not not great. Does anyone want to use their once an AP reroll? <laughs> <laughs> is, is there any bonus we get from the med bay that would increase that at all? So you, you will need the med bay just to, um, just to do it. treat disease. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, I believe the, the DC goes up a maybe a good deal. But yeah, after doing it, it gives them a plus four bonus. Um, regardless, him resting up, he's able to get some hit points back. It just kind of looks like he was hurting, you know, physically from from the bugs and from the disease. So in the morning, he still looks pretty sick, but is, you know, a little faster. He's able to move a little a little quicker. Uh, is it is it possible with that medicine check that medicine check that I could take a sample of the disease and just keep it? Is is that something you want to uh, to ask him about, or is this something you're gonna try and sneakily steal from him? Uh ooh, ooh, you weaponizing uh, Rikrichi shell rot. I mean, if there's a buyer, um, but. I think he would. I think he would ask just under the guise of just like you know he'd say something like oh, for for a complete and full study I would need a sample. It will not hurt. Tyler, are you telling the truth or is this is this a bluff situation? I mean, he does want the sample. If, if anything, it might be like a sense motive to sense why he wants the sample. But I mean, he does <laughs> he does want it, and it, it won't hurt to take off of him. I'm gonna make you roll bluff because I think this will be more fun. Oh no! And you also just said that you want to weaponize, uh, (laughs) potentially sell a disease to to the best buyer. So go Uh, ahead and roll that. Oh boy, Uh, I don't have a bonus here. Oh good. Uh, but you know, twelve. That's not bad. It's not bad. Not bad at all. I believe actually. Come in here and bluff for me. I do not have. I don't have a sense motive listed for him. I'm just going to go by the AP here. Let's see what that roll on the D20. Oh, I rolled the two. He's like, please go ahead. <laughs> whatever whatever yes. you need to take. Ah, thank you. Thank you. He fills up like t- 20 jars. Gross. <laughs> you just like milking them for. <laughs> oh, like, well, he's he's taken off, you know, uh, flakes from, you know, the shell tissue samples, blood samples. Oh, yeah, you can uh, you can basically make like a, a bath for him, in like a stew. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Just soak him overnight. Uh, he, he very much appreciate that. But yeah, next morning, you guys uh, rested up. You can go ahead and reset most everything. Um, was anyone uh, down a good amount of hit points? Uh, yeah, I took I took uh, about seven hit points. Okay. So, um, does anybody want to do any medicine checks for for healing that, or do you want to 
roll some. Yeah, can I get uh, Dr. Nikki to, uh, to take a look at my ouchie? Got some goblin boo-boos. Yeah, yeah. You, you come in and maybe Nikithi's harvesting those uh, samples and he's like, what, what, what do you want? What do you want? No, nothing. I'm not doing anything. What do you need? Mm, uh, that sounds like a that sounds like a <laughs> bluff check to me. Maybe five bluff checks. <laughs> but he's, he's happy to uh, change the subject and do a medicine check. All right. 23 oh. on my sense motive. <laughs> you know, there's definitely something going on in there. <laughs> All right. All right, Nikithi, what's the deal? What are you, you're going to cut me in on this, right? You see a, you see a uh, a nearly nude Rikrichi just bathing behind him. He's like, get out! <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, no. Nikithi and Bumples will be splitting profits at the, uh, I guess at this point. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. And Bumples Later. agrees to keep the lips zipped. All right. Yeah. Guess what? Okay. I'm not. I'm not uh, playing black market. Like uh, <laughs> <laughs> action. Uh, oh, I, I don't think I rolled high enough. I rolled an eleven. Is that the twenty on a medicine check? To, uh, uh, yeah. Help out. Deadly wounds. That, that's all you need with the oh, the, cool. the, the medical. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. And that is how much? Uh, it's been a while since I've done a medicine check. Is it just a D eight or is it? No, it's it's yeah. like a, a standard D8? amount. Treat deadly wounds is. It takes a minute. Restore hit points. Uh, you get one HP per uh, CR of the creature you're te- uh, treating. So, so basically level. Level. Yeah. So I get three back. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. If you had exceeded it by five or more, you also add the doctor's intelligence modifier. Well, that would have been, yes. been a bit more. I'll try to roll better next time. Maybe skill, <laughs> maybe skill focuses in my future. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone else uh, needing of some medical bay attention? Talara a- used a, a healing serum at the end of the last episode, so I'm back up to full health. Ooh. Yeah, after after a good night's sleep, uh, wind's fine. Yeah, same with Cass. Good. good, good, good. Okay. All right, well, let's move back on to the your your second day in Outpost Zed, heading back into the promenade. Hashachir is is kind of like leading you through, and, and as he, as you walk through here, you know he, he kind of has a, a steady limp. You know you can tell he he's hurting in some pain, but um, he he guides you through the the thick crowds here, the the morning crowds, and says, Outpost Zed, uh, it is a fairly lawless station and lies outside of Star Empire control. There are some of the more lucrative pirates and traders. I. I think they have a deal with the patrol ships that come through the system periodically. They get paid to look another way, and people come here when they are too proud for Aslanti rule. I can see you all aren't of the Star Empire. The citizens here do things a little different, all the same. I advise you be patient. Uh, be ever keen to observe your surroundings while while on the station. So Hashachir is is kind of leading you through. You guys have any questions for him as you guys are are getting back into the swing of things? You mentioned that you may be able to help us track down Talmarin. We were pointed in your direction to to find them, but uh, it sounds like they thought you had more information than you presently do. What can you do to help? Uh, I know many of the the peoples that operate out of the station and speak many of the languages of Outpost Zed. I can help in translating and making introductions. Excellent. And perhaps, should we find the time, you could 
teach me a language or two. Uh, I would value that if we find ourselves in the opportunity to do that. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's cool. Uh, So you guys continue on to the the, the far east side of the station. That's this room here. Womp. Uh, walking past the through the, the promenade, you enter what looks like a very, very long corridor, maybe running the length of the station, uh, kind of north to south uh, as you enter from the, the southern ring. It's a, a long hall, and there's these metal tracks on the floor that are worn down and kind of polished from countless footsteps over the decades. Uh, at the end, um, as you get closer, you see another huge metallic door to the north. It's propped open, and there are pungent alien smells and and uh, kind of smoke wafting through this area. And uh, as you're walking through, you see, once again, dozens of different aliens, some in small groups milling about, some with uh, uh, small tables kind of set up, crates and things with their, their wares on top of them. Uh, as you guys are walking, Hashachir says, May I ask, why do you seek Talmarin? Uh, I, I know she is a black market dealer of, of parts as well as a skilled mechanic, but feel free to not answer if you if, if you mind my inquiry. Yeah, you were right to say that we were different from these folks, but kind of need to keep a low profile, so we're hoping Talmarin can help us change our ship a bit to maybe blend in a little bit better. Yeah, we want to get to the prison. I mean, oh, Puzzle. wait, was, was that supposed to oh, I mean, the kitchen. I mean, we meant the kitchen. We want to yeah. go to the kitchen. <laughs> I, I, I just tackled oh, you. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Did you roll one on bluff? Yes. <laughs> wait, let me see. I mean, not the kitchen, the prison, the prison kitchen. I mean, the prison, the kitchen at the prison is where we're going. So. Oh, boy. Um, if you mention a prison, Hashachir says, uh, you mean Golta, the prison moon. Why would such uh, travelers as yourself be interested in Golta? Nikki stares at Bumfuzzle for a second and then says, (laughs) Bumfuzzle just sort of like shrugs at him. (laughs) And uh, Nikki turns back to Hachachir and says, "Uh, there is someone within the prison that we seek to rescue. Oh, I see. Perhaps that explains why you seek Talmarin. Uh, Of this prison moon, I know not much, but it is said that a powerful Aslanti Sardat, uh, Zolin Ulavestra, owns this prison. It is used for guarding the prisoners he determined need special treatment. I would not go near him nor his prison. Where are you? Yes, well, unfortunately, we are both a little honor-bound and uh, out of options. And luck. <laughs> As you guys continue down this, this corridor, you open up into a large chamber, nearly as wide as the, the outpost's promenade is, is long, but it's uh, enclosed. There's only a single layer here. Um, the sides, you see what was once like a massive uh, nuclear fireplace that's been hollowed out and turned into what is Hashachir introduces as the furnace marketplace. And there are a dozen or so vendors and stalls made from these huge overturned mining carts and crucibles. And along the storefronts, aliens, you know, kind of walking through the the crowd, hawking trinkets and and knickknacks and things. 
Uh, as you guys look above you, you see hanging in the pipes above your heads are janky looking chop signs, uh, weapons and armor kind of tied with ropes along with some dim mismatched light sources. And to the west, you see another large set of doors. Let me reveal what you guys see here. Big part of the station. Oh my. Ooh. Wow, 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 wow. Um, as you like walk through looking into the stalls, you see a number of items, some familiar, some not. This is a market and you can find just about anything in the Starfinder CRB if it is level three or below. But uh, as you take a look at prices, it looks like most of the stuff that you would find back home is a little more expensive. So prices here, 10% above market value. Mm. So just I'm FYI. sorry. I'm so sorry to interrupt. I just realized that I have freebooter armor that I was going to refit to fit me instead of a broccoli man. Can I do that? <laughs> uh, you guys had like a day, <laughs> almost. Yeah. So can we? I have now donned my armor. Can we assume yes. that? Okay. Great. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Redcon. <laughs> good catch. Good catch. Good good catch. New armor. Oh, thank goodness. All right, good, because here come eight more on Heos. Oh, no. <laughs> they want revenge. And the queen. And Gevelarsknor. Gevelarsknor. Gevelarsknor writing them up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you did not expect this. You gotta, gotta believe me. Uh, All no, my we... worst enemies. Hasha <laughs> <laughs> Cheers says, this is Furnace Marketplace. Here you can find some fairly exotic items from all-known space. If you have the, the the money, that is, I think that you all should also be able to talk to the merchants. Uh, see if you can find information about Talmrin. Um, perhaps uh, we could cover more ground if we divide up. Uh, I understand, I understand uh, some of you speak Aslanti, so I think you might be able to communicate with some of the peoples here. What do you think? Uh, um, I have a thing for this, by the way. What you got, Rebecca? Um, Charming Veneer allows a creature under the effects of this spell can attempt a diplomacy check to spend 10 minutes to gather information. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah, yeah, so you can you can use that uh, if you if you chat up someone and, and, and get on their good side, you will need to speak a, a common language. Okay. Um, Wait, can, I, does that mean that only you can do that, or does that mean that you could cast that on all of us and each of us could do that? No, I can cast it on anybody. Um, how long does Charming Veneer last? Ten minutes. Oh, it's so good. So yeah. good. And it's a level zero of spell, so Charming Veneer all around. <laughs> Is that like, so it's basically a Snapchat filter? <laughs> I don't think it's that at all, Tyler. Did <laughs> you hear what you said? <laughs> the opposite of that. I was trying to be topical, Patrick. They're really popular right now. <laughs> oh, boy. Maybe in 2017. Damn. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. I'm sorry. I kept reading the spell text. So once an individual under the effects of Charming Veneer spell you cast has succeeded at a diplomacy check to spend just 10 minutes to gather information in a specific settlement or local region, no target of a char Charming Veneer spell you can cast can do so again for 24 hours. So okay. no, we can't all do it. Just one of us can. Well, you you, you can do it um, to everyone, but uh, if they succeed, then that's kind of it, right? Yeah, yeah. But I guess if they succeed, then there's no point in everybody else continuing to gather information, right? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, feel free to cast it. Um, you get a little bonus if you are going to be making some some checks here. Um, Hasha Cheer, though, uh, suggests, you know, dividing up in two teams. And he says, uh, I will take the bear 
and the Horned Lady, and perhaps go to the right side of the the, the marketplace. While you three, and points at Bumfuzzle, Kaz, and, and Akithi, you three work on the left side. I'm sorry, are you sending all of the people with good charisma in one direction? I have only known you for a short while. I could not know if that was true. Ah, that's fine. There should always be an A team and a B team. We will be the <laughs> <Okay>. B team. <laughs> well, I mean, you guys pick. If you want to divide up, I go right ahead. If, if you want to... Thank you, Mouse. If you want to um, uh, switch sides or, or go talk to anyone in particular, go right no, this is. I mean, I feel fine with it. I feel like this is more yeah, entertaining. I will ch- trust the locals' judgment. Cool. Uh, if I'm sort of uh, walking through and just sort of perusing the objects here, are there any uh, 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 items that uh, look particularly interesting, or maybe like a uh, like a sort of a, a melee weapon that's maybe a little more lithe and uh, uh, maneuverable than others? I don't know what you're getting at here. You gotta be. Is there an be, operative melee? Is there an operative melee weapon specific than that? Uh, well, let, let's let, let's play this out. Uh, kind of stall by stall here, as uh, it looks like you guys, Kaz, Nikiti, and Bumfuls are going left and going up to this first stall. Doop doop doop. Uh, you see, um, at the center of a few aliens, kind of shopping. What looks like a large bulbous body of water uh, that has sprouted four legs and, and has like a, a pot belly, <laughs> kind of like a, a, a chubby elemental, water elemental. But on closer inspection, you notice a small red and white tiny creature floating in the waters, kind of flitting around, looking at the, the different people in, in her stall. Um, and uh, yeah, there's a, a, a customer that's kind of leaving just as you walk up and you can take their place and you see uh, this stall is has a clever array of little holographic images showing prices in Aslanti for all the different wares around here. Uh, and this tiny pink squid-like creature floating above you kind of um, changes its skin color and, and pattern a few times as, as you walk up and this is what they look like. Ooh. Ah, is that one of these Stellafarians I've been hearing so much about? Yeah, Stellafera or Stellafarin. I'm not sure of the adjective. But yes, they look like a, a little <laughs> a little octopi kind of floating in a big uh, ball of water. Looks like they're carrying a tray to go get some lunch. It's a little Dr. Seuss-like, I think. The the water kind of forms a an arm appendage as... They, they see you three uh, walking up and it just kind of like gives you like a wave, waves in your direction. If you have life science, you might want to roll that, but otherwise, oh, well, Nikithi's with you. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot who, what team this was. Nikithi, if you want to roll life science, go right ahead. Kaz, Bumfuzzle, if you want to roll perception, give me that roll. Yeah. yeah. I always love life science rolls. I don't like life science rolls. <laughs> What'd you roll, Tyler? Natural one. Yeah, you're worthless. Why why do we bring the scientists along? (laughs) Well, Nikithi's distracted by all the stalls, so he's not paying attention. Yeah, it seems to be trying to communicate with you. You see, you know, like a gesture to you're not exactly sure what is is being said. But you do see that there's a number of goods and these holographic prices mean that you can buy something if you would like. I'm gonna drop the this creature's stalls info uh, what exactly they have into our chat 
so you can take a look at it into our, our loot pile and you can uh, purchase something if you'd like. Right. I don't see an operative weapon here. I'm sorry, Bumfuzzle. I understand. Got some, uh, some Solarian crystals, which will be really useful to you this AP. <laughs> they also yeah. have those bootleg Golden Girls DVDs you were telling me about. I don't see that anywhere in what I typed, so... Um, a brooch of shielding, I see. Yeah, all kinds of stuff, and you can you can take a look. Um, let, let's move on to a win. Hashachir and Talara, who are who are going north. And as you guys are inspecting some of the stalls here, you don't see anything in in these first two stalls. That's really amazing. Yes. Amusing trinkets, but we'll move on. <laughs> um, as you're you're walking about a very very large. A bulky, seven-foot-tall blue alien kind of begins stalking up behind you. Goes right up to uh, Talara and and snorts in in front of you, Rebecca. Has a a very thick uh, hide, a squat neck, and it's got the face kind of like an elongated head of a horse with these massive chompers, these huge teeth. Though the face lacks any eyes that you can see. This is what this beastie looks like. Lovely. I'm not sure how to make I can't make eye contact with it. It's going to be awkward. (laughs) Just don't look it right in the teeth. Don't (laughs) stare at its nudity because it is also not wearing any any clothes nor armor. Don't look up don't look a blue horse man bear right in the mouth. That's what they always say. Um, don't read anything into this Rebecca, but what is your KAC plus eight? Oh no. Uh, 23. Also, don't read into me rolling a D20 right now. I'm ignorant of everything. (laughs) Is that Tyler doing his Tyler impression? (laughs) How'd you know? Alrighty, so this creature kind of just stomps right up to you, Talara, reaches out and is trying to just grab the pistol off of your hip, just trying to rest it away from you and make some inane grunty noises just rude yeah (laughs) well maybe where you come from i assume i don't understand whatever if if it's speaking a language not a single word um hosh hachir kind of jumps in and and uh says oh my this is the perileth it is a being uh, that none have seen before elsewhere. Do not anchor him. He does not understand our ways. I, I think it wants to trade with you all. Uh, and then he kind of turns and, and points to the paralith and in his land he says, Friends, trades, no takes, trades. Yeah, Talara would uh, look around to see if if he had anything to trade, does he? Um, yeah, he's got like a little satchel that he's like carrying, dragging behind him. Um, but uh, yeah, he, he looks uh, to want to take your pistol first. Yeah, and then she turns to him and, and says, uh, it's broken. You don't want that. <laughs> are you are you co- offering it up to him? No. Okay. Mine. But um, it's broken. You don't want it. So it's going to be a difficult one. You do have Hashachir trying to like broker things, but I. Uh, you gotta, you gotta try to talk him out of this somehow, whether that be diplomacy or intimidate. That's up to you. I can't bluff. Doesn't quite understand broken. It, uh, it understands take. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, I'll try to 
Um, I don't know what to say. If he doesn't understand what I'm saying, I'm not sure how to even use intimidator diplomacy. You gotta use the international language of interpretive dance. But he can't it. see me, can he? I don't know, can he? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, maybe he can feel my presence and movement or something. Um, okay, yeah, I'm going to try to intimidate and Talara is just going to, she's going to raise her arms up into the air and make herself look really big and, mm. and just scream carnally at him. Uh, now, when do you want to aid or do you want to try your own? Uh, you're, you're right here as well. Um, I probably right now just back Talara up. Okay, so you can roll an aid for intimidate. All right, 11 on the dice for, for Miles there. So that's a, uh, a plus two to whatever you're rolling here, Rebecca. And then this is also charisma based, so it would be a plus one on top of that, right? So plus three to this? I'm not sure what, uh, you got some, some ranks on that or? Oh no, that's a natural one uh, oh. because of charming veneer. Oh no, yes, it is charisma based, but um, he seems to uh, to not understand or care what you're saying. He's gonna try and rip that gun off you again. Oh, fun. I rolled a 15 this time, and it does. And it immediately starts licking it. It wants to lick that gun. Um, so Wynn's going to uh, try uh, his own intimidate and roar at, at him. Okay. Go right ahead, Wynn. Uh, that's a 20. Uh, <laughs> so it it, it uh, stares in your direction with, with no eyes uh, for like a full five seconds after you're, you're roaring and then just goes rah, rah, rah. <laughs> Right back at you. Doesn't seem doesn't seem to care. But right. he, uh, Wynn looks at Talara and says, "I don't think he's that bright." <laughs> yeah, Talara will turn to um, uh, Hashashir and be like, "All right, so what does he have to trade me?" Um, Hashashir goes over and is kind of like helping. It, it looks like this giant blue claw arm. It's reaching into his bag and kind of like fumbling. You hear some metal bits kind of banging around in there, and he pulls out what looks like a uh, a pistol, um, maybe a shoddily made, um, but um, got some dents in it. Doesn't look like there's a battery, um, but looks like a, a something pretty, pretty useful. It looks like multiple kind of lenses piled up on top of one another that seem to have a central focus. It, it is not a laser pistol, per se, but it uses these um, conical-shaped lenses to pulse, like, electrons um, through through the gun and uh, also do fire damage. Uh, this... Pulse, you say? Is it a pulse caster? It is not a pulse caster. I don't think we've seen this gun in Starfinder yet. Um, it is an armory weapon. Uh, do you have engineering, you or when to, to take a peek? See what, see what you, you see of this gun? No. <laughs> I have two, uh, but it's uh, untrained. So. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I mean, you guys can can take a peek at it. It, it looks like it's you know it's seen better days, but it uh, it probably is worth more than an azimuth laser pistol. Just taking a, a peek at it, it looks like there is a uh, in this this weird alien pistol a lot of craftsmanship. Yeah, Talara will shrug. This will do. Uh, right, the Paralith kind of just stomps off after he's made this trade and just like kind of uh, hitting itself in the head with this pistol. Looks very pleased with itself and then like stuffs it in his, his bag, kind of moves off to a, a corner of the marketplace. 
Uh, you've solved my giant blue weird alien puzzle. <laughs> or did I? You failed four words at least. <laughs> uh, the best kind of failing. It, yeah, it, it act. I mean, it has other stuff. It it technically the paralyph acts as a merchant in the in the marketplace. If you want to talk to him later, it's uh, it's random what it does. Uh, what item it pulls out to trade with you. Um, I decided to go after Talara because it had a pistol that it was trading, but it has some other cool stuff if you want to purchase things from it. Okay, okay, let's, let's, um, we've, we've got a little bit from the A team, from the B team. Um, what do you guys want to do next? Hasha cheers like, oh boy, we made it through that uh, without violence. Thank you very much. I have a question. Yes, Ka- Drew. So the uh, the vendor down here has spell ampules of remove condition. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we maybe use the loot, the the group loot to buy one of those, could we use that on Hashashir to remove some of his sickness? So it doesn't remove the disease; it removes the symptoms. So this is basically like Tylenol when you've got the flu. It's going to make you feel a little bit better. It is not going to really affect. Um, getting better over the long term. Uh, then we ain't spending that 700 credits. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, you know, a good idea from from what you've already done um, for him. Um, he's willing to help you, you know, for as long as his strength kind of will will bear out. So uh, what do you guys want to do next? There's got some, some other weird looking aliens around this marketplace. I see a, a cute little scary creature way over on the west side. <laughs> He could be uh, fun to talk to. Wait, that's my picture again. Patrick. <laughs> oh, so in, in the, the far back right corner, uh, you're yeah. looking at this guy. Uh, yeah. yeah, go go right ahead. Uh, Hasha Cheer can, can uh, from a distance, <laughs> uh, give you the, the rundown on this creature. And let me first show you maybe my favorite art in <laughs> this entire book. It's so yeah. cute. I yeah. love it. Yeah, Drew, he looks just like you. <laughs> that giant maw. Uh, yeah, uh, describe, describe what you're seeing. Yeah, I was about to say, for us um, listeners, it's Furry Pac-Man? What, what, Miles? Furry Pac-Man? Furry Pac-Man. No, it reminds me a little bit of like a really horrifying version of those little Japanese monsters. You know the little brown Japanese monster things? What are Do- they called? Uh, Momos? Do- Domo? 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 Yeah, it's like a Domo, but except for that. horrifying. It's like got these huge sharp teeth and this huge mouth and like these glassy green eyes and claws. Yeah, I could see that. Really yeah. cute, though. Like a demonic version of the creatures from Bone. <laughs> yeah, I, that's what I was thinking. Is it looks like the the king of the uh, the stupid rat creatures from yeah. Bone. I I love that series and I love this art. Yeah, that art is amazing. That's that's he wins creature of Starfinder. <laughs> so yeah, you see a very squat, bulbous, dark furred creature. It. Uh, it's lying on its side right now, and you can't tell like the top from the bottom as it closes its eyes. But it has, uh, it, as it stands up as you approach, it's about five feet tall, huge eyes, as you said, and these short hand-like appendages. And it is, as you're approaching, lying on a blanket with a whole bunch of its goods kind of spread out before it. And as you walk up, it bears this huge row of teeth, kind of grunts and howls at you. Hasha cheer says, uh, this is the Zarb, a fairly rude beast as well. I'm, I'm sorry, Talara, when we are not giving a good impression here. It doesn't really play very nice. 
every attempt I have made to make uh, a friendship, to, to bond, it threatens to eat me like a prawn. I have observed it speaking with its hands to other traders after they get into a fight or shouting match with it, but I have not spoken with it myself. I think violence is its people's language. They are very aggressive. Uh, what would you how, like to... How, how do you punch hello? <laughs> uh, I mean, you can you can attack it if you want. Uh, as it you come up to it, it kind of just stands up and hisses right at you when it goes... So I think we would, would roar back and hopefully it'll have a, 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 a different outcome than it did with the <laughs> other creature. Yeah, we got some, some pretty low rolls so far. Is this going to be... Uh, uh, intimidate. Intimidate. Oh, uh, my goodness. That is a 27. No, oh, geez, Louise. <laughs> um... Yeah, looks looks pretty aggressive until you start roaring down at it. Um, I, I, I I have to have like about six feet on it, right? <laughs> yeah, well, yes, yes. Uh, you're you're about double its height. Um, but yeah, after you start screaming at it, it kind of like shrinks a little bit. You know, goes down to about four feet as it kind of crouches down underneath you and just uh, it seems to back off a little bit. It kind of, you see the, the lips kind of close over the, over the teeth. And it does start kind of like signing at you with its like fingers mainly. It's not like a lot of hand action, but like its fingers kind of go up and down. Um, yeah, so it seems like it is is chatting you up. And Hashachir says, that was amazing. When I believe you speak this thing's language. <laughs> Wind just like pops out a little monocle, puts it on, ready to do business. So yeah, not not very uh, verbal, but it, um, Hashachir says that he can um, interpret the signing. Can, kind of interpret it, yeah. So okay. uh, do you have any questions? Um, um, well, um, Tolora, you wished to speak to him. What would you like me to say? I wonder if he'd be up for a trade. So I, I look toward Hashachir to interpret that. Yeah. So uh, it. It seems to speak as Lanty because it kind of like acknowledges what you say when you say trade and kind of like points to its blanket and, and its goods and then like gets down like on its knees and, and picks something up and offers it to you when let's see uh, it is a, a you know from its like personal supply it pulls out like a, a small box and inside offering up to you uh, bowing you know as you take it from him it's a mint in box brown force field armor upgrade. And then he makes some hand gestures in the direction of his like other stuff and, and Hashachir um, interprets it and says, uh, the czar says it will offer you 1000 credits off of one item that costs that or more from its stall. Oh. Thank him for me. Uh, it, any sign of of kindness, and it just starts burying its teeth like Mother McGee. Oh, then uh, he just then then when just kind of nods. <laughs> um, so I guess he looks towards uh, is 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 what he handed me what he's offering to trade, or is he just giving that to me? It is a gift. Oh, yeah, and you you can see he's got a bunch of stuff here. Um, I've put in our loot pool to take a look at this vendor. You guys don't have to decide right now if you want to buy something later, but he's got some some pretty high-level weapons, and a 1,000 credits off is a, a nice discount. Yeah. 
Um, but are, are there any other questions you, you have to ask him? Um, yeah, ask him about Talmrin. Yeah, I was going to say... If he uh, knows anything. Yeah, so I, I, I tell uh, Hashir to, to ask about Talmrin. Um, we would like to know if he knows the... Is it is it a he? Uh, Talmrin's a she. No, 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 the creature I'm talking to. The Zarb is a they. They? It, I think, is <laughs> might right. be what it's uh, referred to. All right. Um, Could you ask the creature if they know the location of Talmarin? Uh So, I mean, Talmarin's a name. There's not like a translation for it. But as you as you say that, it begins to knock on the the station's pipes behind them, uh, and then folds up a, a few fingers and crosses another one across it. And uh, yeah, Hashatir kind of translates that. Um, and uh, then pulls uh, the, the the right creature. Pulls out his own data pad, and she kind of has like a little schematic layout of the station. And you know, says, "Well, point point on the map. Point on the map." Um, and the Zarb kind of like points in an area um, uh, back behind the the, the cantina. And uh, Hashachir says, "It says uh, back back where you killed the Odhios. Perhaps that is a place." where people meet with Talmrin. If you recall last week, Bumfuzzle, you saw this little area that um, you'd have to squeeze through, but off of the Odhio kind of nest that you saw like some odd scratch marks along the sides, but it was like, it's an empty room. Um, that is where they kind of point out where one would supposedly be able to find Talmrin. Uh-huh. But they weren't there when you, you know, when you peeked your your head in. So, don't know what exactly is up. A- anything else you want to ask the Zarb? Um, I don't think so. I don't think I, don't think I have any more questions because... Mm-hmm. Could we indicate that we looked there and they weren't there? Is there any other location that she could possibly be? Um, yeah. He, he gives the old uh, alien shrug, which kind of looks... Like he's doing the wave, just um. Let's let's go back over. I'm I'm guessing this is A team uh, up here on the right. So let's go back down to the left with uh, B team. Nikithi, uh, Kaz, Bumfuzzle. Um, what do you guys want to do? Who uh, wants to give us a great deal on things? <laughs> <laughs> You're just staying in the market and just say, "Deal with me." <laughs> I would like to buy things from people. Uh, I'm going to go try to talk to this uh, cool group of folks over here, uh, one of whom looks like a velociraptor, and the other one looks like one of those triangle head people. Oh, which weird and a kishti. <laughs> yeah, it's like a it's a, a weird lizard-like person here. Uh, they're actually at this little creature's stall. Uh, you, you can't even see them through the thick of, of this group. Is a like a two foot tall, small, furry creature. Eyes nearly bugging out of his small eared kind of face. Wears a ratty poncho with uh, that's patched with fabrics of several hues. Uh, you've seen these elsewhere on the station. This is a scrape deep. Ah, scrape deep. And let me show you. Oh, it's a it's a art buffet here. On this, oh, this kind of cute. Look at this oh, little poncho looking cat guy mother pronker he's got long luscious locks like very human hair but on a cat (laughs) and face tentacles uh and also is uh just walking around on two feet uh yeah so so what do you want to do when you when you get up 
to the stall. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sort of glancing over the stuff on the table, but um, maybe, you know, maybe, maybe not. There's something there, but uh, I, in either case, I uh, I usually don't have to like get down to get on anybody's level, but I sort of squat down a little bit mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I can be eye to eye with this. Uh, you said he's a, a scree deep, scree deep, yeah, scree deep. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to squat down so I'm real close to Screep Deep, and I'm going to try in his lanty, and I'm going to try to say, uh, Hello, hello, um, uh, I am a bum fuzzled, and uh, I am looking for Talmarin. And I, just, I, 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 sort of, I sort of cover my mouth when I say it, so I say it real quiet at him. What are you trying to get me killed dead? Is that your goal? Gets me killed off, murdered, and slaughtered. What do you think you're asking here, huh? I don't go near her. She's a very tough cookie to find. I don't know how to get to her. I don't know how to meet up with her or get her to come out of her pipes. No, no, sirs. It begins. Uh, kind of, well, even thinking of it, rhythmically tapping his foot on the ground. Just tap, 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 tap. No, no, I don't know how she's, like, to be found. There's no way I'll go and share the code with you. No, no way, no, no way, no way. Oh, no, no, calm down, calm down, friend. No, there's no need for all of that. I, uh, I, uh, I certainly don't mean this person any harm, and I hope that no harm comes to me when I meet her, but, uh, you see, I'm her long-lost brother. <laughs> oh, that was almost a twenty. <laughs> oh no. Um, yeah, he's a very, uh, very skittish. If you've not been able to tell, a uh, creature, and he just kind of looks you up and down. Goes, no, 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 you're not. That's a lie. You're, you're not a god's call. Um, why don't you make me uh, actually you, Nikithi, and the Kaz? If you're uh, hanging about this stall, make me a wisdom check. Yeah, wisdom check. This is. Says sure to go well. <laughs> Super average. Natural twenty. Oh boy. <laughs> I thought Showing. I was gonna. I thought I was gonna have it with an eighteen, but nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, both you, Kaz and Nikithi, um, maybe overhearing the conversation. Uh, yeah, notice that this rhythmic kind of tapping seems to be um, uh, some sort of code. Uh, that they were maybe subconsciously tapping out on on the floor here. Uh, it's not in binary, is it? No, no, just kind of like a like a secret knock. Okay. And if uh, if you guys I, are communicating between the yeah. okay, uh, Nikithi calls out to uh, Bumfuzzle and says, uh, "Bumfuzzle, be careful. The secret message that they are sending could mean trouble." Well, uh, if you guys want to join up the two teams, communicate with one another and share what you've you figured out. Um, it seems like uh, one, this Talmarin is fairly hard to find. Um, why don't you make me just a general diplomacy check, uh, like asking about if you want to use your charming veneer um, and, and aid one person? You can you can go ahead, or you can have multiple people. Roll and, and kind of ask a, ask about for Talmarin. Yeah, how do we want to do that? Yeah, it's up to you. So we just kind of all roll, right? And we can use charming veneer if none of us, if one of or none of us pass. Basically, I mean, is that something we sure. can do, or do we have to do it ahead of time? I guess. Um, yeah, basically, I mean, for for the spell, um, if you get a success, 
then you're golden. But if, if you don't, you can spend more time and kind of uh, ask around some more. It might be a little bit more difficult the second time around as you're having difficulty finding more folks to talk to. But um, once you, once you, who, who's got the best diplomacy here? Uh, uh, plus eight. Mine's nine. I mean, do you guys want to roll individually, the, the two of you, and see where we're at? Uh, sure. Can these be assisted checks just in case? Yeah, well, this is what I'm I worry sure about. Not sure we're going to need Natural it. 20 from Wynn is going to help. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> let's not like, let's skip the 10 minutes of rolling here and just throw down that natural 20 where what Wynn is able to just like find a, a very um, <clears throat> talkative reptoid in, the, in Aslanti. Uh, you figure out that Talmrin um, has their own, you know, like some of the small creatures have their own like section of the the station and they don't really have an office. They move around a, a bunch. This this female mechanic, Gauze Claw. The only way to contact them is they have like a, a secret spot on the station, and you have to give like a secret code in order to to draw them out. Putting together that information, you guys have gained from the Zarb and from oh, we didn't even get his name. Our Scrape Deep from the Glast. You're, you're pretty sure you might be able to to summon Talmarin in this this area that Bumfuzzle saw the previous day by the by the Altheos. Ah. Ah. So using the tapping code, but in that area, is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah. Okay. That seems to be the the long and short of it here. So right. Wynn removes his his monocle and puts it back in his pocket and suggests that we move back to the area to try out this code. Mm. Cool. As we are, you know, maybe moving through the facility, uh, Nikithi might notice a, a new weapon on someone's hip. Would, oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Talara would go up to Nikithi like, hey, Slugger, you want to figure out what this thing is? Uh, yeah, Nikithi takes it from his eye. Ah, I think I... Let me see if I if I have got this correct. This is a wave modulator, I believe. <laughs> oh, is that is that Tyler's guess? <laughs> <laughs> Tyler's throwing in a guess. Wave modulator. Give me a, give me a, lock it in, lock it in. Oh, boy. Um, so what, what do you roll here on the dice? Oh, uh, 24 engineering. Uh, yeah, so this is a fairly... Um, maybe it's a rare gun. I'm not sure if it's super well-known in the packs, this kind of, like, design. Uh, this is a cylindrical lens pistol. It is a level four uh, pistol. It, it has the unwieldy quality, but it's a small arm that does 1d8 fire damage. <laughs> Whoa! So awesome. it's pretty dope. Yeah, when I, when I roll that random piece up, he had some other good stuff. And if you want to try and, and, and talk to uh, the Paralyph, he's kind of moved off. He, he went through these doors to the west um, into what looks like another room. Uh, but uh, if you if you want to try and barter with him some more or someone else, you guys can go through there. Uh, Nikithi hands it back. He explains to you and he says, uh, this is a very powerful gun. Fires powerful shots, but you will not be able to fire it quickly. It's unwieldy. Mm-hmm. Um, can I purchase a, a battery while I'm out here? Uh, yes, but they will cost uh, 10% more. So it's up to, up to you if you want to. You can also... Um, when can't get me a discount from our little brown friend. Uh, uh, you can take the uh, you can take the battery that's in Nikiti's pistol. He doesn't really. <laughs> do, do you have extras, or is it just going to be a hunk of a worthless just, metal now? Yeah, it's just well, I mean, we'll, we'll we'll get more batteries later, but 
<laughs> With didn't last we, words. Didn't we pick up a battery recently or was that something else? Sorry. Uh, from the Aldeo's Nest, you guys pulled out some jump jets and a backup generator, which is... Uh, those oh, are not a battery. Armor okay. upgrades. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, I'm not sure if anyone took up the backup generator, but Kaz, you took the jump jets, right? Oh, yeah, baby. Um, right. So what would you guys like to do? There, there's still more of the station to explore. Um, you haven't really met or, or made friends with all the merchants here, but uh, uh, what what's next? Do we, do we want to try to go talk to the big blue guy to see if he will trade us anything else? <laughs> or are we just going to... I can't imagine that we will get that lucky with him just because of the nature of the universe. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Nikithi wouldn't be interested, but if somebody else wants to. Yeah, yeah, Drew, go on and try it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and if you guys want to join up together, it might be a little easier to, to deal with this rude boy, this tough customer. But most everyone else is not interested in, in trades. Uh, Pashatir explains, you know, this is a, a UPB and an Atlante credit kind of focused market. Whereas the Paralith, no one really understands the Paralith uh, and, and what exactly they're trading for. They might just like to trade. Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go try to. I'm gonna go try my luck with Paralith. I'll go with you. Back you up in case uh, we upset it. Yeah, I mean, you guys can all um, all go together if you'd like into this next area. Um, the door is closed here, but as you open it up, oh, let me reveal what you see here. Oh, what are those guys? But weird aliens. They're all over the station. <laughs> the tiny icons look like spiders on smartphones. <laughs> well, let me get through the description. Well, I, I can describe them first. Yeah, they, they resemble these yellow crystals with kind of spindly spider-like legs um, gather around a small table. And they kind of have a glowing crystal that lights up the, the their, their crystalline bodies. And they kind of brighten and dim, um, accompanied by the, these bursts of crackling noises. You've not seen them elsewhere on these the station before. Yeah, there's some other Dralics, some some Reptoids and things here. But this room, um, as you walk into it, you see some raised platforms, and they're surrounded by groups of aliens drinking and smoking. The table's littered with dice and playing cards, shits of various sizes. There's a, a game that looks like these hexagonal containers filled with glass beads. Uh, there's another game that has these small holographically projected squares that alight with these little alien warriors kind of doing battle on a, a field. And what else? We got a, another door here to the south. And these spiders, this this uh, gang of uh, um, kind of yellow gemstones um, and these long strands of silicate that look like legs. Uh, let me give you guys a better pixie at what these gentlemen look like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it holding a gun? Is not, that not a smartphone, but a pistol? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, they're tough customers. <laughs> you shouldn't rob them. Um, they, uh, they're, they're definitely, you know, uh, in uh, a game mode. They're kind of like uh, there, there's some chips on their table. Are, are you guys heading over to these folks? Uh, I mean, if Nikithi sees gambling, then yeah, he's gonna try and gamble. Yeah, I think Talara would join too. Uh, make me a perception check as you're walking up. Uh, everyone can make a, a roll. If you know. Oh, even if we're not going gambling. Well, no. If you're, if you're, I imagine you guys are moving as a group, are you, are you, uh, right. are you splitting off Bub and Fuzzle, or you want to go with the, the crowd? I mean, I guess I'll. I mean, I'm not. I don't have any anywhere specific to go. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, sure. If you guys want to move together, that's fine. Um, the rest of you, maybe because you're above ground level, uh, don't really see much but the, the game on top of the table. But Bumfuzzle, underneath the table, you can see a couple of these creatures examining something projected by a holographic projector, like a handheld one. As you approach, they kind of like click it off, turn it away, and, and put their hands back on the table to resume gambling. But it it was something that you've seen before in your own Starship's holographic projector, at least the kind of slopes of a Starship, you've a, a style you've seen before. It looked like they were looking at a 3D Aslanti warship. Hmm. And it's and the, the thing that they're doing on top of the table has nothing to do with that? Well, yeah, it seems like they have got a, a game going. Um, it's got some some cards, some chits, and things like that. Uh, they kind of like raise up a little bit on their their like hind legs, and you see uh, a few of them put their pistols on the table as you all walk up to them. Uh, why don't you guys give me, oh boy, culture or a sense motive check? Figure out what's going on here. Oh no. Okay, oh, we've got we got some good ones. Nikithi, when what do you guys? Rolled over 20. Nikita I have rolled. a 22. Oh, I didn't see that either. Oh, culture. Mm-hmm. Nice. And that's a sense motive from you, Nikithi, right? Yeah, Nikithi used sense motive. Yeah. Yeah. Wynn used culture and got a 20. I think, yeah, maybe Win and Talara realized that uh, these are some rough and tumble weird aliens, and they're they're kind of sizing you up and almost getting ready to defend themselves. Uh, Hashachir comes forward and uh, uh, says, I, I, I know not much of these creatures. Uh, be careful. They, they, look, they look like they could fight. They, they might not be friendly. Um, they do seem kind of oddly... Uh, welcoming to to communicate, uh, as you realize, Nikithi, that they're kind of glowing, the the crystalline glowing and this like crackling static noise, the sound of a TV tuned into a, a dead station, seems to be their communication. Uh, does anyone here in our party speak Terran? Terran? Wow. Terran. Uh, I do actually. Oh yeah. boy. Wow. So yeah, when you can kind of like start to understand, you hear maybe some like words pop out through the static and you're matching it up with like how they're like glowing and things like that. This this main one, the the largest of these kind of like comes forward and is like, "What do you want?" Uh and and who is it? Uh Nikithi and, and Kaz wanted to play. Lara. <laughs> Tolara? Okay. Um, <clears throat> my companions wondered if they could join your game. Hashachir comes up and pulls out his, his data pad. And uh, for anyone else that kind of like wants to, to talk, you can. Um, he has it set up to translate into Terran from Aslanti and, and vice versa. But um, mainly communication can go through our, our big blue bear friend. He says... Uh, introduces himself and says, The name is Right Right Crackle Flicker Jim, captain of the Glimshire Pirates. Our table is not cheap. We are not low rollers. <laughs> I say that before I look at anyone's money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we we are medium rollers. <laughs> <laughs> we like to play the nickel slots. Nickel slots. That's too rich for my taste. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, Kaz reaches his hands into his pockets. He pulls them out and dust. Like a Sarkeesian flies out. (laughs) (laughs) I am a pirate, by the way. So this culture check, like... Yeah, no, in in a... Indeed, you'll get some bonuses if you want to try and influence these folk, which I think you need to, maybe. So it is, you know, they're playing like uh, this long game that has like multiple hands. Basically, like you buy buy into a pot to play like a an evening of poker. It is 1,000 credits or UPBs, some kind of materials in order to uh, to to get in with them to play a game. Game of chance. I will play security if there is a chance of a fight. <laughs> I don't want to play at all. <laughs> yeah, Talara and Wynn are the only ones with enough money for that. So, go well, for I mean, it. you guys can kick in together if you want. This is a way to make money, potentially. Potentially. Could I <laughs> could I barter to, like, lower the price to get into the game? <laughs> um, so, why don't, um, why don't you guys make me a... Uh, check to kind of see if you can uh, make friends with these dirty, dirty pirates. These rock pirates. This is either going to be diplomacy or intimidate. Whichever track you want to go, you can only choose one of them. Um, uh, but if you guys want to make separate roles, if one person wants to try diplomacy, another intimidate, you can. Uh, Bumfuzzle, you're with your perception check. Um, you see and can identify one of the pirates that looks to be. Uh, a pilot such as yourself. They've got some kind of like astronomical readouts on a small data pad in front of them. Um, is there anything you'd like to, to talk to uh, that one about? Uh, <clears throat> yeah, like I, I guess I'd like to ask what what's the deal with the ship? Uh, mm. Yeah, sort of cryptic little wink, wink. You know, the ship. Yeah, <laughs> they uh, they're pretty coy about it. They're like, yeah, yeah, the nice one, the one with the the the, the green paint. It's my yeah. color. Uh, no, I don't know what green is. That's a, a color we don't have in our spectrum. Oh, I understand, but it's a it's a beautiful ship. I think you all were. Uh, uh, considering it earlier, we should uh, we should talk about that ship. Um, why don't you make me an engineering or a piloting check? Kind of describe what you saw. Yeah, let's say engineering. Oh, I forgot that. It, that's like your thing. Yeah, well, <laughs> oh, they're, no. they're they're both the same. So, we'll oh, see. jeez, oh. Louise, this whole episode, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> you guys will be fine without me. It's fine. Have, have, have oh, fun. welcome to my entire season, except for oh, this episode. Up. What <laughs> uh, 15. Uh, well, two on the dice, but yes. Yeah, this uh, pirate just kind of sh- shuts up and like turns its back to you, just like you hear the little stone feet going clack, 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 <laughs> as it turns around. It literally turns its, its backside to you. All right, so no help there, but... Do Bumpus, do you want to help with diplomacy or intimidate? Uh, uh, no, I'm going to go hang out with these Drelicks. They seem pretty chill. <laughs> <laughs> they are not. They threaten death. That's fine. That's better than that's better than anything else I've had from this whole this whole adventure. So, uh, Captain Bright Bright Crackle Flickerdem, um, what tack do you want to use? Do you want to? Go the diplomacy route, try to make friends. Do you want to carouse and uh, browbeat them with intimidate? 
I would like to use diplomacy personally. <laughs> I have a plus four to diplomacy, but I have a plus five to intimidate. Okay. Uh, I have win. plus nine to both, so. <laughs> I, I, I have plus eight to intimidate plus expertise. Okay. So, sounds like intimidate. Do you, does any one particular person want to, to, to roll it? Do you guys want to aid one person or make multiple rolls? I think we I can aid win. I think I, I would like to aid win as well if I can. Yeah, sure. Why don't you guys both roll first? I think Rebecca, you like automatically do it if you're plus. Do you say yeah, plus I'm plus nine. Yeah. yeah. So you automatically do it, but uh, uh, roll just to see what it would have been because I like you guys wasting natural twenties. <laughs> That's that would have been a twenty-eight. <laughs> natural nineteen. Ni- yes. Natural nineteen. You've aided plus two. <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> Drew Drew uh, shines a light at them, and it's very offensive in their language. It's like the, it's like the worst word you can think of. Fart. All right, so I have a plus two to whatever I roll. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's oh, uh, twenty nine. <laughs> okay. Uh, do I need to roll my expertise? No. <laughs> but uh, oh no, actually, well, you can because you can you can move them actually a couple of steps. Make quite a friend. Oh boy, so 30 is my total. Okay, this is actually going to move them a few uh, to get them to uh, friendly. Um, what what are you what are you saying to uh, to intimidate them into to talking to you? Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I probably I, I legit I am blanking. <laughs> Talara. Yeah, I, I, I was I was gonna say because I'm not a pirate, I might rely on Talara for for her to say something. Hey boys, you think you're good at this game? You should see me. Uh, you've earned a space at their table, and because uh, they're being a little friendlier to you, you can ante whatever amount uh, you'd like. Um, basically, in multiples of 100 credits or UPBs. Uh, let's say. 2000. I'll go in for uh, 600. 600. Oh, oh, oh. Talar is spreading some cheddar. Wait, hold on. Is this like one bet or is this like to get at the table? Uh, no, this is, I mean, like I said, it's like a buy in for playing multiple rounds of cards. And uh, there are some some general rules in, in this AP. I'm actually going to the Dawn of Flame AP number three. Um, which has uh, spoilers, rules for a lot of games of chance, uh, written by uh, Paizo's own Joe Passini. Whoop, uh, whoop, indeed. And we're gonna we're gonna use some rules from that for uh, for yeah, games of chance. Uh, so six hundred credits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this they, is so not Rebecca, by the way. Oh, but is it Talara? Oh yeah, it's totally Talara. Okay, so uh, this is indeed a, a game pretty similar to poker. There's like, you know, X number of cards dealt to each player, and you it, it's a lot of bluffing. And the way this is going to go is it is a series of skill checks. Uh, first off is a bluff check. What What's Talard's bluff like? 12. Whoa, plus 12? Yeah. Oh, gee, okay. <laughs> pretty, that's pretty good. <laughs> this is why I wanted to play poker. Um. Okay, so 
Let me double check, make sure I know how. It's really good unless I roll in a natural one, which is what I did a few minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, well, that's still like a 13. Yep. Okay, so go ahead, go ahead and, and roll that unless you have some tricks. Is there any spells you want to cast as you're playing? Um, yeah, uh, has it, if it hasn't been 10 minutes, I should still have Charming Veneer on. Well, this this is actually going to take a few hours as you guys are, are chatting them up and, and playing games. Um, okay. So I'm not sure if Charming Veneer will, will work, but um, I, I didn't know if you had any other spells or potions or lotions you wanted to apply. No, I don't think so. Just uh, a yeah. straight bluff check. Yeah, roll, roll it for me. It's a 24. Oh, boy, that's really good. <laughs> uh, okay, let me go to my little handy-dandy cheat sheet here. Great. Uh, the next skill check is going to be one of Intimidate. You're, you're trying to, once again, force your opponents to not only thinking you have a better hand, but that they should fold their weaker hands to you. So, uh, as we've already found out, you have also a very good Intimidate. Uh, go ahead and roll that. That's only a 12 because that's a natural three. Oh, no, not good. Not good at all. Gonna, gonna guess that one cannot be assisted. Um, no, not unless you buy in at this table, boy. I'm on my own. But I will remind you, you've got to re-roll every AP. One re-roll <laughs> each book. Do you book. have a re-roll? Mm, I think I'll hold on to it for right now. Okay. And the last check is sense motive. A sense motive check. Ooh, not not good. Not good. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's zero. Ooh. That's a five. Oh, that, that's no good. <laughs> Yeah, so it's it's a, a good amount of betting. I am changing the DCs a little bit to reflect that this is a little easier than uh, this is actually in book three of Dawn of Flames. But with that, uh, so that's a couple of, I mean, I, I won't sugarcoat things, a couple of failures and uh, one success, but not a major success. Uh, so you, you do end up losing some credits here, unfortunately. 300 credits. About half of what you you bought in for, so you don't even break even. <sighs> but uh, because your your time spent with them, you guys can ask any questions you want, and they are much more um, willing to to answer now that you're you're losing, I guess, some money. Uh, what do you, what do you guys want to ask? Okay. Um, we know what we need to know about Talmarin, right? I mean, do they do they happen to know anything else that might assist us in in getting Talmarin to meet with us i mean bumfuzzle did spot them kind of looking at an Atlante ship yeah i'm i'm gonna try again and talk to that pilot again and oh, uh he's he's uh, very happy he's taking credits off your friend talara <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh what, what do you want to ask say i say so, so so for real what uh what's up with that Atlante ship <laughs> uh it is a ship that goes through this system uh, vanguard parapet a starship designed for uh, guarding and supplying the prison moon of Galta. Is that, is, that, uh, is that your ship? No. That is a Zlanti vessel owned by Sardat Zolan Ulavestra who controls the prison moon of Gota and is guarded by guards who serve the Atlante noble, also named Sardad Zolan Ulavestra. <laughs> the vanguard parapet has 
fewer shields on its forward side, but it has a heavy laser cannon on its forward side, and also high explosive missile launchers on its forward side, and a light particle beam on its turret, so it can also hit targets on its forward side. <laughs> so it wishes enemy ships to target its forward side. It is not a very fast ship because of all the weapons. It is for guarding and supplies to the prison moon of Golta. I wonder if this information will prove useful to us at some point in the future. <laughs> the, the, the captain... Uh, bright, bright, crackle, flicker dim catches up a little bit of your conversation and says, What is your interest in Saldat Zolan Ulurestra? Huh? <laughs> uh, we have a mutual friend, you see, and uh, we are, we would very much like to uh, uh, have a reunion, let's say. Uh-huh. I can tell you what we know of the Sadats. He is an Aslanti noble who is a member of the Imperial fleet and also who owns the prison moon of Kulta, which is why he is an Aslanti noble. And this Gulta is where Sardat Zolan Ulavestra, who is an Aslanti noble, where he keeps his prisoners for the Imperial fleet but also for himself, because he owns the moon and Ah. can use it for whatever purposes he wants as an Aslanti noble. Recently, he left the system to perform a military operation on a planet known as Nakandis, which is a small colony that belongs to the backwelds. Because an Aslanti noble landed a survey probe on the planet, and the information got back to Sardat Zoranumavestra, who is an Aslanti noble, to perform a military operation on that planet. And this operation obviously didn't go well because there are small green creatures who are in Aslanti noble space asking about Sardat. Zolan Ulavestra <laughs> Who is a noble? Who is an Aslanti okay. noble? Okay. I, 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 I think I understand. Do you? Uh, Let yeah. me go over that one more time. Oh, no, it's fine. That's fine. Uh, Five minutes later. Yeah. <laughs> the people have broken records. Ah, uh, look, friend. Uh, I have a question for you, right? Ah. Uh, you ever, uh, you ever tango with the Aslantes? <laughs> the Glyphs are pirates. Who are we? And I am their captain. Captain Bright Bright Crackled Flicker Jim. <laughs> we pirates have tangled with all sorts. So, you yes. Ever, you ever, uh, take one of those, uh, ships without it blowing up on you? That is the trick, isn't it? to capture one before they destroy it. So no? <laughs> no. Ah. I, I'm not. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, yeah, that's, yeah, that's the trick, and that's the real humdinger, ain't it? <laughs> <laughs> do they know where the, do they know where the prison moon is? 
kind of they have a general idea it's one of the moons of one of the like larger gas giants here but uh, after talking to them it seems like they're kind of like monitoring Aslanti trade routes and things like that they don't seem interested in the prison but you know talk about how sweet a hole it would be to uh, to sell off uh, an Aslanti ship mm-hmm. yeah uh, it's uh, very long conversations with them like them getting out information which uh, I don't know if you noticed they repeat a good deal of what they say uh, takes like 10 minutes per conversation <laughs> uh, in in real time to like uh, to figure it out so these are the ends of Starfinder? Mm, yes they are Tyler um, <laughs> so are they tracking this ship on its way to or from where we are now? It seems like they have like some far off scans, so they, they don't know you know where a ship is, but they've seen these parapet um, vessels in the system before and um, have, as I said, seen one guarding the prison moon. They're they're very happy to to talk to Talara. If you share any of your pirate background with them, they kind of like invite you into their fold as a Klimshar pirate novice, even if you have to communicate via data pad. But after you guys get done chatting with them and, and gaming, um, they're like, you know, you got these like spider arms clapping you on the back. And, and uh, this this other pilot has a pirate pilot has uh, warmed up to you, Bumfuzzle. Um, they have some spare equipment they, they have no use for and uh, and hand it over to you. A couple of, of fun things. Hooray. An augmentation, a minimal speed suspension augmentation, uh, which doesn't really mesh well with their uh, physiology, so they're willing to just trade it off. Uh, That is a cybernetic enhancement. Um, And one of them who identifies as, like, the the ship's engineer is willing to install that. And the other is a a weird thing. It kind of looks like a megaphone, but it has, like, laser beams that poke out of it. Why don't you give me an engineering check, see if you can figure out what this thing is. Alrighty. They're not too sure either. Oh, why do I even make Jipper roll? <laughs> <laughs> I think you rolled a one on that. You might have gotten this. What'd you roll? Uh, that's a 29. Uh, this is a laser microphone. Uh, something that you probably could have used to good effect on Nikondis, but it works. I mean, it's something straight out of sci-fi. You can put it up to, up to like an inch of like metal walls or doors and have the hear through special ability um, and make perception checks as if you could just hear right through the wall. So when you guys were trying to hear if anything was going on, the bridge of the Royal venture, uh, you could have used this and kind of put the microphone against the door and heard uh, like you were in the room. Hmm. Great. Great. You get some, some XP for making friends of these pirates. Um, They're not going anywhere. You have more questions for them down the line. Uh, They are not merchants. Don't really have anything to sell, but you made good friends. Yeah, thank you for the for the game, guys. Uh, I'll be back sometime, and then okay. I'll take you. Um, I'll be a lot more skilled then. <laughs> you guys can also find Paraleth here, kind of like hiding in, in what seems like a a slightly uh, maybe like background irradiated part of this chamber that used to like hold some of the the nuclear fuel uh, used in the the furnace here on Outpost Zed. Uh, he's willing to, quote-unquote, talk with you as well now that he uh, senses 
Talara's and, and Wynn's presence and Hashachir can can talk as well. Does someone want to try and trade an item with him? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try it. What are you, what are you uh, coffering up? Um, gosh, I'm thinking I'm thinking maybe this uh maybe this uh I don't know, <laughs> Alind- or sorry, uh, Talara's pistol looks pretty sweet. I think Bubble's gonna see if he's got two of those hanging around. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna offer up the uh, the azimuth laser pistol as well. He's got a it's got the that that special goblin funk on it. It's got that uh, <laughs> that junky funky goblin laser, and he's gonna hold it up and be like, um, "Go ahead and uh, roll me a d4. D4, it is. That's a three. Uh, so he uh, it takes the pistol." from you and does the same thing. It's like licking and it's you know, sniffing. You know, like puts it with his other pistol and like holds them like by the barrel and just kind of waves them around. He's like, ah, seems very happy with it. Uh, and pulls from his bag, <laughs> not a pistol, but a very small uh, ring, very small ring, a magical ring. Ooh. This will be Mrs. I'll figure out exactly what this thing does. If anybody wants to help or, or take a peek. I uh, take help. it back to Talara and I show it to Talara. Say, what is this? It's a 21. Uh, yep, yeah, you, you've seen maybe lesser versions of this. Uh, it is a Mark II Ring of Resistance. Ooh. Hey, uh, bum puzzle, I'll, I'll trade you. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And so I gladly hand over the Mark II Ring of Resistance. Yeah, those both pretty expensive items, if uh, memory serves. I think it's more important that Talara stay alive and untouched and that Bumfuzzle, you know, do damage. (laughs) What's what's your lowest save uh, for Talara? Will. Definitely will. Well, that goes up by two. Awesome. Right? Is that how they work? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, your lowest base saving throws. Um, Awesome. Awesome. How much does... I feel feel like we need to keep doing this until we get something... Not good. <laughs> oh, oh, oh that, boy. Somebody's uh, going to get my junk laser and they're going to be real sad. I mean, all this stuff is guaranteed to be in its bag, right? You could just kill it and take the bag. All right, psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> What's up to you? You guys can come back and, and trade later on as well. Actually, why don't you, um, while, while you're dealing with them, again, make me another diplomacy or intimidate check. See if you can form uh, a greater uh, style of communication. Making all kinds of friends and, and new acquaintances here on the station. Okay, so between these, and now that you've got uh, Hashachir helping with diplomacy, you guys can kind of work out a basic thing if you do want to trade in the, the future with them. You might hand him like something not very expensive or uninteresting. And he just like kind of throws it back at you. So you're developing a rapport. Um, that's just about it for the furnace marketplace. You guys want to, to head back down? You've basically figured out exactly what you need to contact Talmrin. Uh, yeah, let's go. Yeah, you've spent a, a few hours uh, of the second day here in Outpost Zed, asking around, making making friends, chatting. Hashajir says the pipes beyond the Audio Nest. That is is where you you must summon Talmrin, and it's uh, who, who wants to crawl back there through those pipes? <laughs> oh, oh yeah, you know that's my that's my hometown. 
Did, yeah, does anyone want to that. anybody want to stay behind? Uh, when do you want to get your large bear butt stuck in there again? Not not especially. Okay. Well, if you want to continue to eat fermented honeyed meat, uh, you can. In the one hundred percent. Shopping is hungry work. Okay. Um. Uh, right. So you guys can move back, get to this blank set of pipes. And uh, now that you get a closer look, Bumfuzzle, you see that the markings you saw were indeed like these small claw marks. Very, very soft. They don't look like they were trying to attack the pipes or anything, just kind of making scores. And you see them in kind of like a pattern, kind of like pointing upwards to a, a very large kind of hollowed out metal pipe that seems to connect to a lot of other ones. And you uh, you can move up to it. It's this vertical pipe and, and tap out the, the message that you, you heard uh, Galest kind of uh, subconsciously putting out there. Tap, 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 tap. And this starts echoing through the pipes above you and splits off in a few different directions. You can hear it traveling for, for a few moments uh, into three other pipes and then nine, and then just kind of goes and reverberates into silence, whereas it's you're pretty sure just traveling elsewhere throughout the station. And you guys are, are left in the quiet of this room now that it is free of these pesky creatures and then a minute passes uh, as you're waiting and then another and then another minute how long do you guys want to wait here um i mean i imagine it's a pretty big place so uh, we might need to wait uh some time before the uh the person can make it over so so you you, you pop in a squat yeah yeah i'll have a seat uh right so it is uh, a few minutes later as you hear the sound of scrabbling noises echoing off the the tunnels and pipes and it draws closer the echoes just kind of solely located now in a, a pipe 10 feet above your heads and all at once a, a, a long neck and a very inquisitive face kind of pops out of the the pipe and you see a white furred very delicately dressed gauze claw in in blue and white fabric and uh head peers down at you and Atlantis says, Foreigners invading Atlantis space. Hmm. Her head kind of bobbing back and forth, kind of looking you over. Very similar to a, a Jim Henson kind of Muppet head, just like, rup, rup, rup. Mm-hmm. Methinks a bunch of weirdos come seeking me. What dost thou seeketh here, travelers? Ah, ah tell me, when I presume. Look, we are. We know that you're very busy, but we, uh, we, we gotta get some business done. We're heading down to the prison moon of Gota, which is owned by Saudet Olivestra, who is an Aslanti noble of the Aslanti Empire, as they own the prison moon of Gota. <laughs> he slipped into Terran there for a moment. Oh, sorry, oh, sorry, sorry, I'm just, uh, oh, it's just uh, it's stuck in my head. It's like it's on a loop. Uh, but, uh, look, we, uh, we hear you're the person to, to talk to about doing this, but if we, how do I say it? If we're going to do this, we're going to need to be continued. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Adorable. I approve. Oh <laughs> I feel like my weird yeah. voice has made Bumfuzzle get weirder sounding this yeah. episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's, it's contagious. It's like, right, creature, shell rot. <laughs> that is not being weaponized. I'll have you all know, I, believe it or not, did not have any of those voices prepared for the 
Guys, I don't know if you could tell this. I was just making stuff up. <laughs> Which is why the pirates started sounding piratey towards the end. <laughs> Very piratey. Yeah, they, they had a little bit of like a like a Spanish, a Spanish flair going on there. <gasps> boy, oh boy. Yeah. Um this is why I said at the top of the show, this is one of my favorite eight pieces of all time. It's so weird. So, Patrick, is that spider's name in the AP, Bright, Bright, Crackle, Flicker, Dim? Or did you just pick that up as well? That is that is the official Paizo name for, for the captain <laughs> of the Glimshar Pirates. Uh, yeah, there's, there's, believe it or not, still more people to, to meet here in the station if you want. But next week, meeting someone very important, Talmarin. Yeah. yeah. And we get to start planning and start making some some ideas. Boy, oh boy. Uh, that's going to do it for this episode. Not, not super long, not super short, but you guys got through a whole bunch of RP. <laughs> yeah, we did. That was fun. <laughs> I enjoy chatting, it. chatting them up. I believe my voice is almost gone. So um, let's uh, let's call it here for for this week and, and get back into Outpost Z uh, next time. Thank you guys uh, for playing with me. Thank, Thank you, you. Thank you. Thanks everyone out there for listening and uh, have a great week wherever you are and and keep on gaming. See you soon. Good night. Bye, Bye everybody. everybody. Bye.